you know, it's really easy to say, well, I just followed my gut instincts and here we are. You know, there's a lot I'm not good at and a lot of mistakes get made. And of course, most of those things are, you know, the outside world wouldn't know and wouldn't expect, but you can't be good at everything. So you figure out what you're good at and then you hire or look for mentors or build a network of support in the areas that you're not good at. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown, and today, you guys, we have Stephanie Gottlieb on the podcast. If you are not familiar with her jewelry or her, um, then you better get familiar real quick because she is just iconic, you guys. Iconic. Um, And I honestly do not... I am not someone who throws that word around, by the way. I do not put iconic. Uh, I don't say that that word often. I really don't. Like, I honestly just truly genuinely believe that she is actually iconic. Like, her designs are so unique, so on trend, but also ahead of the trend, I feel like. I feel like she sets the tone. I always feel like that with her pieces. And then I feel like everyone else kind of follows suit to what she creates and what she designs. Um, and if you want like the newest, coolest, I don't even know, like she's just, but also very classic, um, won't go out of style pieces as well. I just truly cannot say enough about her. Um, I am really, really just, I don't know. I look up to her and I love her jewelry and I'm so excited to have her on. So we talk about her entrepreneurial journey. Um, any roadblocks that she hits along the way, how she got into this business and how she juggles uh, being a mom of two and a wife and running a successful, highly successful business. So let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today I have the iconic, 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 Uh, jewelry designer, Stephanie Gottlieb on the podcast. You guys, I'm so freaking excited and I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Um, So I'm such a big fan of yours and I absolutely love your jewelry. And I have a very best self um, women's history month, my necklace on today, which I get so many compliments on. Yes. I'm, I really, really love your jewelry and I have kind of fangirled, uh, with your designs for such a long time. Um, and I think, you know, everyone around the country probably knows about you, but definitely, uh, it's like, I feel like amongst women, especially in New York city or household name, I would say. (laughs) I mean, that's the goal, but let's keep on building it. Right. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Um, so I guess I just want to kind of hear about your, your story and your journey and kind of, you know, learn about how you got to where you are today, which I think a lot of people are probably interested in, um, your, your designs, I I find to be so incredibly unique. Um, so did you always know that you wanted to be a jewelry designer? How did you find this world or did it find you? So I did not know I wanted to be a jewelry designer. I wanted to do something in fashion in the luxury space. I always loved 
the editorial side of the magazine world. And that was what my internships were in as I was, you know, getting my my foot in the door anywhere. Um, you know, I think it's when you're in college and trying to take an internship, you sort of have to, first of all, like spread your net wide and you take whatever the best opportunity is that comes your way because you really do never know where you're going to end up from that first opportunity. So I worked in the magazines when I graduated from college. I was applying to all of those magazines and just kind of waiting to hear back. And a family friend offered me an internship at a diamond company. And it was not something on my radar at all. It wasn't something I ever envisioned for myself. But I said, you know, why not? I'll make a little bit of money over the next two months um, while I'm searching for my dream job. And lo and behold, I really found my place at this company. Um, it was a you know down and dirty 47th Street Diamond Wholesale Company, but really it, it taught me so much about an industry I knew so little about. Of course, I always loved jewelry and I loved accessorizing, but I had no idea how much went into diamond jewelry and the science behind all of it. And I was just fascinated. Um, so that two month internship turned into five years working for that company. And I really worked my way up and had my hands in a lot of different areas of the business. Um, all the while I went to the GIA to get my graduate diamond certificate so that I felt more like an expert in that space. But I, I really think time and experience is what makes you feel like an expert in anything. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. I got to touch sales and marketing, product design, pricing, bridal. And, and that's really where I learned everything. I owe all of my diamond knowledge to that experience. So it was a happy accident. I still work with that company. They've been so supportive of that's me so going cool. out on my own and building this business. And we get to work together still. Um, and, and I look to my former boss as a mentor. So I'm really lucky in that way. Wow. That is incredible that you still work together after all this time. That's really awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I I don't quite know how to put my finger on it because, you know, when you're, when you're growing up and you're trying to find your way in the world, I think, you know, people say, find, follow your passions. And, and I just find that there's this trend that I see. Um, and, and I'm an example of it as well. So, you know, I didn't really, I'm a soul cycle instructor and I didn't really ever, like, I never put soul cycle instructor on a vision board, right. I, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it sounds like you didn't put, you know, mega iconic jewelry designer on, <laughs> on a vision board. And so, no, but there are definitely parallels, you know, it's adjacent to the world. I thought I would be yes. I'm sure you feel similar. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like so for me it was like I kind of extracted, you know, I was living in LA and I wanted to be a TV host and so, you know, I loved like speaking and uh, you know, all of the it's the same thing if you really think about it, right? Standing in front of a room and and whatever and being on a microphone. Uh, so it is the same thing and with you it's kind of the same thing too. And so I always see I, I always hear these stories and really like to implore people to think about maybe not being so narrow focused all the time yeah. and think about what it is that you love 
about the things that you do or the things that you're pursuing and then see about, see, see how you can extract those things you love and, and put them in different like vessels, if you will. Uh, because it's so intriguing to me that like, you know, I was the same way with SoulCycle. I was just like, oh, okay, sure. I'll jump into the audition the day of on a whim. And I was just like, I don't have anything better to do. And maybe I could make a little more money because I was working on the front desk at the time with no, no goal or plan to ever become an instructor. It was not something I thought about. Uh, And it was just kind of on a whim. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do that. But it sounds like for you, it was like, well, you know, I was waiting, you were waiting to hear back from all of these magazines. And then like, you know, life kind of inserted itself and the universe was like, well, here's this opportunity. And so you kind of just like followed it and like went with it, uh, which I just find to be so interesting, inspiring. And I don't know, just this reminder to just kind of follow where the, like maybe the universe leaves us breadcrumbs, you know? I think so. And listen, you never know where you're going to end up and what you might find out about yourself by taking a job or some opportunity that you never imagined being a good fit for you. Um, I certainly never thought I would end up doing anything like, you know, what I've done here, building a business 10 years and And now I have, you know, close to 30 employees. That was definitely not on my vision board. Even still, I'm kind of always surprised that this is where I've landed. So sometimes you do just kind of have to like follow the path and lean into what's working for you. Yeah. And so I guess you must have found out you have a knack for (laughs) really designing incredibly unique pieces. Uh, And so is that like a passion of yours now? Like, are you just really, it seems like you would be like obsessed with that sort of. (laughs) I am. You know, when I started, I didn't intend to go out on my own and I definitely didn't intend to build a business of this size. I really thought it would just be me, a one woman show, you know, private jeweler to friends and small word of mouth community. Of course, social media made the word of mouth community a lot bigger. Um, But when it comes to jewelry design, I was making pieces for myself when I worked at that company. And those were the pieces that people were asking me about. So I just kept designing things that I wanted to wear that I wasn't finding anywhere else. And that's that's really where it all started. And now, 10 years later, you know, as a business, it's important, of course, to have your core bestsellers, things that you know people are always going to want and love, a tennis bracelet, a diamond stud, a diamond bangle, the basics. But as I've built the collection and now as we look forward, it's really about creating iconic Stephanie Gottlieb styles that really feel organic to our brand and and really speak to who we are and our aesthetic. So It is really important to me to think very far outside the box when it comes to jewelry design, because there is a lot of competition and there's a lot of jewelry out there. And I want my pieces to really stand out and to really speak to who I am. Absolutely. So you, it was not the plan. Uh, At what point did you realize, was there like a a defining moment we were like, oh, oh shit, this is maybe going to be a really big deal. And well, (laughs) I think. I think when I hit, it was probably when I hit like 5,000 followers on Instagram, it felt like a huge milestone Um, because even, you know, a thousand, it was a big number, but, you know, people on Facebook had those numbers. Instagram wasn't yet different enough from Facebook. It was when I got to 5,000 that, and people I knew were telling me, oh, my friend from work knows you or my cousin's 
best friend is following you. It was that like weird extended network of people who I didn't know personally, but started to know who I was. That's when it felt like, okay, there's something, something bigger happening here. Um, and I think when I made my first couple of hires, that's when I realized that it was just, it was bigger than me. It was bigger than I had set it out, set out to make it. Um, but I didn't run from it. I just kind of kept adapting as that happened. Um, and so, you know, I'm not someone who put a three or five or 10 year plan together from the beginning. And I'm not going to lie. This past year is the first time I ever put pen to paper and actually planned because I'm just at the size where I can't afford to not plan. Right. But I, I was really fortunate to just trust gut instinct and to just keep changing as I saw things working or not working. I have to say that is another thing. I learned so much from having this podcast and the, and I start to see these patterns. Mm -hmm. I start to see major patterns with the people that I interview and, you know, these successful entrepreneurs or whatever space that they're in. And it is this level of intuitive thinking, this level of just really listening to your gut instinct, um, leaning into, into your intuition and kind of just doing what feels right and what feels good. Yes. I think there is, that is definitely a big piece of it. On the flip side, you know, it's really easy to say, well, I just followed my gut instincts and here we are. You know, there's a lot I'm not good at and a lot of mistakes get made. And of course, most of those things are that, you know, the outside world wouldn't know and wouldn't expect, but you can't be good at everything. So you figure out what you're good at and then you hire or look for mentors or build a network of support in the areas that you're not good at. So finance was one for me. I mean, here I am, like I'm having a great time selling jewelry and my husband's like, are we making any money or is this just a hobby? And that's okay. If it is, if you're having a good time, go for it. But do you know how much money you're making? And really, I wasn't paying attention to how much money I was making. I was just I just knew I wasn't losing money. So I just kept going. But, you know, that's not not a great business plan. So I think one of the most important things I figured out early on was hire where you need it because you just you can't do everything. And, you know, in a startup space, you do as much as you can for as long as you can, because that's the only way to to get by. But if yeah. there are things that you're really not good at, especially important things like finance, that's something that you bring in help for. Was there ever like a giant hurdle that you can remember something that like happened where you're like, oh my gosh, this is like the worst thing. Like we're not going to make it or any of those like just, you know, I think, points. I think there that kind of happens like every year. There's always something <laughs> that like throws yeah. you a curveball, and you're like, oh my God, I have to just totally change everything. Um, and I'm like an alarmist. So as soon as something goes wrong, I start to freak out and everything is, you know, end of the world is coming, but that's why I have people to talk me down and say, okay, it's going to be fine. And here's how we're going to move forward. Um, you know, I think for me personally, one of the big hurdles was adapting to being a mom and figuring out some semblance of work-life balance, which by the way, still haven't totally figured out. I'm going to ask you about that. Too. <laughs> you know, that's a hard one. Um, I think, 
you know, looking at your competition and seeing people doing things that you feel like you really owned, and then they just kind of take it on as their own. That that's a really big challenge for anyone who's in the design space. So there hasn't been any like one big hurdle where the business felt impacted in some meaningful way. But even now, you know, we are definitely in a recession and we're feeling, you know, a change in the way people are spending money. So we're adapting and it, you know, we just have to really be ready to make changes. And I think this year I just hired a president, which is so exciting for me. And one of one of the things I've taken away so far is that instead of being reactive, we need to be proactive. And so, you know, easier said than done. But the more you plan ahead and give yourself, you know, that space to have problems happen or, you know, to kind of just buffer yourself. Um, that's been a big learning curve for me. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And it's also scary to hire people because it's you're almost like your baby. So yeah. it's like a scary thing to like say, okay, you know, you're like, is anyone going to love it ever as much as as you do or your family does? Right. And so you have to hire, you know, the right people and then trust really, really, I'm sure a lot of trust is is involved in um in you know, having that help. <laughs> yes. And I think yeah. early on I was nervous because you know, one of the powerful benefits of social media is that you as a person are reaching people. So they love your brand, but really they, they're buying into you. And so I was nervous as I scaled, how am I going to, I can't reproduce myself, but how am I going to reproduce the experience of working directly with me when you're not? Um, and I was really surprised to find that people were very open to working with my team. They still felt like they were getting that Stephanie Gottlieb experience. Um, and that was that was one thing that made me really nervous early on, but something that we we kind of figured out just by, you know, I trained everyone so closely. So it was almost as if they were speaking with me. It was the same exact words and verbiage and, and the whole process felt the same as if they were working with me. That's amazing. What would you say is great advice for some anyone out there who wants to start something of their own? I would say you really need to be ready for the ups and downs. You just, you have to be all in. You can't build something magical if you are not all in. Head, heart, body, soul, the whole thing, because it it is all consuming. And honestly, like your people need to be all in with you. If you are married, your spouse needs to be in it with you. If you have close family, they need to be ready to hear about this 24 seven because it, it becomes your life. Um, and, you know, only now 10 years in, I'm hiring a president to take some of that responsibility off my back of, of the business building, but still it's my name attached to it. So if you're ever putting your name on something, you have to really just be all in it. Um, but if you have a passion and you are willing to go to any length to make it work, you know, I think anything can work. Yeah. I love that advice. Go all in. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be the only way to be. So you're really big in the bridal world, uh, with, you know, engagement bands, engagement rings, and a whole bridal experience. Um, 
what are trends that you see coming down the pipeline for brides? I'm a bride to be, I'm getting married in June and I need to make an appointment because I want to come make my band with you. And really, really different. I don't know what I want to do though. Which should. What do you do when someone has no clue what they want to do? So you start by looking at things that exist and then you say, okay, I like this, but I don't like this. And we start getting an idea of, of what would suit you. Um, I think with bridal, it's exciting because everyone does want something a little bit unique. So we get to be creative in, you know, different small ways with bridal, even though there are trends, it's not as trend focused because the classics are the classics. And this is something that you are, you know, hopefully wearing for a lifetime and you want to love for a lifetime. So most brides play it safe with bridal. That being said, the brides who don't play it safe usually come to Stephanie Gottlieb because that's what we do so well is take classics and make them feel fresh and modern and a bit more fashion forward. Um, currently, my favorite is our button ring. I love it. So it's, this was something that was part of our fashion collection. And then for my 10 year anniversary, my husband gifted me this piece. And since then, like all we're making are button rings. Um, so that has a big piece to do with it too. It's, you know, kind of what am I showing and what am I wearing and what do I really love? And that's what our girl loves too. So yellow gold is trending. Bezels are trending. We're seeing a lot of green emeralds in bridal. Um, oh, really? What about like a band? So green emeralds are tricky because they're really soft. They're not really soft, but they are softer gemstones. So if you put it in an eternity band, you're very likely to break one of those stones. It, uh, yeah. it becomes a nightmare. Um, but there are you know ways to do it. You can put one emerald in a band just so you have it if you love that color or you just do the stones on the top. Um, we can get creative. <laughs> yeah. I love like, a, I love vintage rings. I'm obsessed with vintage. Um, but like making vintage look new and modern, I think is like, so, so cool. I love that. Yeah. Agreed. And we've been doing a lot of that. I think kind of that like chunky eighties vibe is yeah. very much trending right now. So a lot of our revamp projects are in that space. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this one. I just got, um, oh, I got it like a year ago. Um, like, uh, I don't know in this, on the street in London. <laughs> At like some market, but I'm like obsessed with it. It's like my favorite thing. I love vintage pieces like that. Very fun. Yeah, very cool. Um, so if you could only pick one piece of jewelry to wear, what would it be and why? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> Might be the hardest question anyone could ever ask you. Really is hard. Um, hmm. I could ask alternatively, what is the most <laughs> meaningful piece of jewelry that you own? You know what I love? I love it. One of my, like, this is my undecided band. It uses emeralds and rounds. This has been one of my favorite pieces since we made it. And it became a real icon of the Stephanie Gottlieb brand. So I, I do really love that. And I would say our slider bangle is probably the other piece that I, I really have an attachment to for me. I'm someone who like, I'm never getting rid of my jewelry. I'm investing in pieces that I love, but I have like cycles of wearing them. So for example, the necklace I'm wearing today, I haven't worn this in like five or six years, but now I'm like very much all about it again. So, and that's fine jewelry for you, right? Like invest in pieces that you do think you will wear and love forever. And even if you kind of put them 
to rest for a little while, they can come back out and, and have another moment and feel like new. Um, jewelry is fun because there's the sentiment attached to when you bought it, where you bought it, why you bought it, who gave it to you, if it was a gift, um, and you get to wear it every day. I know. I, that's why, I mean, that's the reason I'm obsessed with it. I'm like a sentimental queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so. I love to mark important, like important moments in life with a piece of jewelry or important trips that you take with a piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like my favorite thing because I love when someone compliments me on something and I'm like, Oh, thank you. I, and I tell the story every time I got it from so-and-so to for blah, 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 or I got it when I, you know, whatever it is, uh, for birthdays or, you know, all the special moments in life, I think. Um, and you do such a great job of, you know, creating pieces, you know, like the one that you do, like the, where you, um, do it like mother for mothers. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it can be for anybody, but I love where you do that for mothers with their daughter or son's name. Yeah. yeah. And, and the handwriting pieces, uh, with the family member can write something for you. And then you got, they will like literally create their exact handwriting either in just gold or with gold and, uh, pave diamonds. Um, it's really incredible and unique and so many pieces to like mark special moments. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what is coming down the pipeline for Stephanie Gottlieb? What is next for you guys? Are you allowed to share? Yeah. Let's share broad strokes. This is 10 years for us, which is very exciting. Um, you know, from a business perspective, this year has been about assessing personnel, filling in the gaps, making sure that we have experts in each space. And then as we look forward, design is really going to be my focus. That's why I brought in a brand president to really be a partner, a commercial partner who can kind of take the business side off my hands so that I can focus on design and marketing, which is what I really love and where I thrive. Um, You know, as I mentioned, unique design is what we're leaning into. So lots of after this next collection, which is a bit more commercial, and I say that you know, with all respect for things that people really do love and wear. The rest of the collections are a bit more out there, a bit more unique, things that you haven't necessarily seen before. So I'm excited to see those come to life. We have a a very big heritage brand partner that we're going to be working with that I can't share just yet, but coming soon. Um, So 2023 was a planning year for us. And, you know, we should see everything happen in 2024. But I'm also excited to kind of expand our branding to include new faces, new skin tones, more diversity. Um, so all good things coming our way. I love it. Uh, and how are you doing? I mean, hiring the president is probably major at taking some things off your plate, but how are you managing, juggling? You know, you're a wife, you're a mother of two. You also have three dogs, right? Um, <laughs> and a full-time job, clearly. Um, that's, you know, more than most people probably put in weekly. Um, so how are you juggling it all? And what are tips and tricks for you to maintain a level of sanity and get it all done? I'm just asking my husband to grab me a computer charger. <laughs> how am I managing? You know, I think I'm doing pretty good. I try and carve out space for myself. Right now I'm in the Hamptons. This is like my Zen place. So, you know, instead of being in the office five days, if I can spend a day or two out and really collect my thoughts and give myself time and space, I think that's been huge. 
Um, but definitely having the president in place gives me some peace of mind that somebody's really making sure things are moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think that works. Do you have any habits that you love? Journaling, meditation, anything like that? No, I'm the worst. My my meditation. You're not. You're not the worst. Is watching trashy television for like as many hours as I can until I fall asleep at night. Great. That's fine. <laughs> if that's what works for you. I always preach like, you know, there's really not like one right wellness tip or way to do things, right? It's really honestly just what works for you. And so I love the honesty around that to be like, nope, I don't do those things because they don't work not for you. They, you know, not for me. You know, I do. I love to exercise. I always joke with my husband that my trainer is my therapist. Like that's where I get it all out. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, summer is my happy time of year. So I feel like winter, like I bury my head and work hard. And then I'm like ready to go for summer to just kind of like lay back a little bit and relax and enjoy the fruits of my labor. So same, same, <laughs> I'm gearing same, same. up for that season. Oh my gosh, I cannot freaking wait. I feel like I've <laughs> actually never been more excited for summer than this year for some reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, okay, so I will ask you just one more question and then I will let you get back to your very busy day. Um, what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? I think I would tell myself not to worry so much about what other people think about me. And that's something you really can't understand until you go through it. And I think over time you care less and less, but so many decisions I made were based on, you know, outside perspectives and they just don't matter at the end of the day. Like all that matters is that you're happy and that you feel good making that decision. So that's, that's what I would try and tell my younger self. Knowing she probably wouldn't listen, but yes, I love definitely that. would not <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. It was so awesome to chat with you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. That is a wrap for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. So you can follow Stephanie on Instagram. She is at Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E Gottlieb, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B. Uh, and then follow us on the pod handle at very best self. Follow me at Victoria Brown. Um, what else? What else? What else? Give us five stars to go ahead and subscribe and share this episode with someone you love. Uh, and definitely if you are in the market for any kind of jewelry or piece that you want that is special, uh, I highly recommend, you know, checking her out. And that is a wrap for today. So I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thanks.